Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashah. And Mashah grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? Scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahaya, Ashar, Ahaya. Meaning, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. He said, Moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light, who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages, 
and applied them to the four Hebrew letters, yod hey wah and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia, and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might read from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors, that his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth and lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name, of Yahuwah forever. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I am just a humble servant of Yahweh. He is our creator, our master, and our supreme Elohim. As I speak to you in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, our elder brother, our king, and our high priest. We are under the Melchizedek or the Melchizedek priesthood. And you are my mishpaka, you are my family. 
in Yahuwah. Um, on today's show, first and foremost, I'd like to apologize uh, for um, bringing forth this lesson a little later. I wanted to bring it at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, but uh, I figured we all needed some rest, including myself, as you are all resting um, in the Shabbat, um, which is customly and traditionally done on quote-unquote Saturn's Day or Saturday. Um, we are, uh, if you're doing it according to the way Yahuwah wants you to, um, first and foremost, it should come from your heart, not just keeping the Shabbat, but why are you keeping the Shabbat? When we say Shabbat Shalom, we are waiting for the rest to be in peace with Yahuwah through Yahusha. So that is why we say Shabbat Shalom one to another. And it doesn't have to be exactly on the Shabbat when we uh, say this. Um, that should be indeed a salutation that you should bring first and foremost unto your brother and unto your sister. So not just keep the Shabbat, brothers and sisters, understand why you keeping the Shabbat. So Shabbat Shalom unto you. I know that the sun is going down, and those of you who kept Shabbat today, um, you're getting ready for another day, um, the start of another week, and it is just exciting that more and more people are starting to understand the reasoning behind the Shabbat, and uh, I, I thank Yahuwah for all of that. On today's lesson, we're going to be going over part two of understanding uh, the strange fruit. We're talking about the stranger and the sojourner and the nation of Yashariel. Uh, this is part two of a three-part series. We did part one on yesterday. For those of you who need to listen to that, you can always go back into the archives. Just type up uh, www.blogtalkradio.com. Um, in the upper right-hand corner, there should be a search engine window uh, with a magnifying glass. Type in Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio and click on the magnifying glass, and you'll be able to see one of 1,300 lessons that we have done over the years. Um, we are in our final season here at Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio because the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte, North Carolina, we are now moving forward into the visuals so we're going to be having videos and things of that nature and we are so excited to bring that unto you all righty so uh speaking of the kingdom harvest our first opening congregational um, instruction will be from april the 3rd through the 5th of 2020 according to the gregorian calendar those of you who would like to attend it, if you live around Charlotte, North Carolina, or you are within the region, even if you want to come from out of town to um, join the celebration of the Peshach and the Feast of Unleavened Bread with us, please feel free to email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. You are family. If, as long as you are in Yahua, we open our arms out to you. Uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by SALT, Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth, and also by the Bullock Family Foundation out in Arizona, as well as the Palmer Family Foundation out in Oakland, California. And it's also brought to you by uh, the Seventh-day 
Harvest Teaching Ministries up in High Point, North Carolina. And it is also brought to you by the Jones Family Foundation as well. Today's date is Saturday, February the 29th, 2020, according to the Gregorian uh, Jesuit calendar. It is the 13th day of the 12th Kodush, of the 12th month. So, brothers and sisters, we have about, what, uh, 17 more days or 18 more days before we come into our Rosh Hashanah, into our new year. And we are very excited about that. Hallelujah. Uh, My next teaching live will be at the uh, Hebrew Identity Crisis Conference. And that's going to be on April the 17th of 2020. It will be at the Red Lion Hotel in High Point, North Carolina. Um, I will be speaking on April the 17th. And then there will be other speakers on the 18th and 19th. I believe Benea Ben Yasharia will be speaking on the 18th, and Pastor Kelly Richardson will be speaking on the 19th. For more information, just email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com, and I will be able to get that uh, information out to you. Hallelujah. All right. So part three will be on tomorrow at our normally scheduled time at 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, um, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time if you're on the West Coast. It will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, The family that is listening to today's lesson and those, uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, shalom, um, welcome uh, to Talk, Teach, and Touch Bar Radio, and um, once again, my, my name is Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh. Let's go over what we discussed on yesterday. I would just go over some scriptures so that, that way you could see what direction I was being led by the Ruach into, and then we will go into today's lesson. And then at the top of the hour, we'll go ahead and be dismissed from uh, the broadcast. Part three will be on tomorrow. Um, that will start at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, there might be a bonus teaching on Monday. I'll let you know on tomorrow. If not, then, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and continue the lesson on next week. I feel there's more that needs to be said uh, pertaining to this. All right. I was reading a verse uh, somebody had posted on Facebook today, and it was so funny that I was able to read it, and I just was like, you know, Yahuwah, you're awesome. Somebody had posted Shamut, or Exodus chapter 12, verse 49. This is what it says. Now, listen to it because it's very powerful. Shamut chapter 12, as you know, these are the instructions of the Torah that was given to the children of Yashariel as they are uh, getting ready to leave Mitzrayim or Egypt. And Yahuwah is speaking to Masha uh, as far as the preparation goes. Uh, there were particular individuals who were in the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Yakub, and then there were others who could not participate. Here is the evidence. I'm going to read the King James Version. And then I'm going to go back 
talk about yesterday's lesson just for a few moments, just a tad bit, and then we'll go into today's lesson. Shamut chapter 12, Exodus 12, verse 43. Here's what you read from the King James Version. Of course, I would not say the pagan name of Baal or the Lord. Yahuwah said unto Masha in Aharon, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof. But every man's servant that is bought for money, when you have circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. You shall not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall you break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Yashariel shall keep it. And when a stranger shall sojourn with you and will keep the paths over to Yahuwah, let all his males be circumcised. And then let him come near and keep it. He shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. Keep that in mind because this is a physical to spiritual parallel as to when we had our Peshach or our Passover experience. Verse 49. One Torah. This is what I saw on Facebook today, and I just start saying hallelujah. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. Thus did all the children of Yashariel, as Yahuwah commanded Masha and Aharon, so they did. And it came to pass the same self day that Yahuwah did bring the children of Yashariel out of the land of Misraim by their armies. Very powerful. Okay? Here it is. Yahuwah gives the instructions to Masha and Aharon, who is the, um, the Kohan Hakadal or the high priest, He's given them the instructions pertaining to Passover. No stranger shall eat thereof. That's number one. The Hebrew words there is ban nekar, N-A-K-A-R, Strong's Concordance H-5236. No nekar. A nekar is a person who practices heathenism, a foreigner, a stranger, Someone who practices strange fruit. There should no stranger to bend the car thereof. But every man's servant that is bought for money, when he has circumcised him, then he shall eat thereof. A foreigner, which is a tushab, we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's lesson, a tushab and a higher servant, which is called a shaki, shall not eat thereof. 
Now, let's continue to read. Look, look at verse 48 because it says, and when a stranger shall sojourn with you and keep the Peshach to Yahuwah. Now, we read in verse 43 in the English that there should no stranger eat. But then you read right here in verse 48, and when a stranger shall sojourn with you and will keep the Peshach to Yahuwah. So we're reading a contradiction in the English. How could it be in verse 43 that a stranger cannot partake in the Peshach or the Passover? Then you read in verse 48 that a stranger can't sojourn with you and keep it because of the Hebrew text. The Hebrew word is ger. That is used in verse 48 for stranger. So, so you can see in verse 43, the word nakar is used. Strong's Concordia is H5236. But in verse 48, you will read Strong's Concordia's H1616, which is gar. I do recommend that those of you who do have a computer load up the eSword. Uh, that particular program, it is a very powerful one because that way you can see the different Hebrew words or the abrit, the tongue of the Hebrew that is being used in the text. So a stranger can partake. He must be a gur. What is a gur? A gur is a sojourner or someone who is a foreigner that is walking with you. Okay. So when the gur, the gar, shall sojourn with you and keep the Peshach to Yahuwah, let all his males be circumcised, and then let them come near. Because the key was what? Identifying who were the children of Yasharia. That's under Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub. And physically, they had to be circumcised. That was the first instruction Yahuwah gave to Abraham once the covenant was approved, once the covenant was given between Yahuwah and Abraham, the first thing he had to do was to circumcise all the males in his home, including himself and his child. His child at that time, Abraham's child, was known as Ishmael. Isaac came later. Okay? Hallelujah. So even Ishmael had to be circumcised. All right. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because you can see already the confusion that the King James Version of 1611 would give you, or any type of uh, translation. And this is why we're breaking this down. I wanted to show you that because there is one inch set of instructions for the citizen and for the stranger, the girl who dwells among you or who sojourns with you. That sounds like the Gentile, right? Absolutely. If a Gentile want to walk with us, they must come into Yahuwah by keeping his instructions. He must also have his Ruach. Okay, the Ruach HaKodesh. Or, uh, the Ruach HaKodesh. So it is very imperative that we understand that. Okay. Who are these chosen people? When Yahweh is going to gather everybody? Well, we talked about that on yesterday. We went to Tahalim. We went to Psalms 147. We looked at verses 2 and 3. Yahweh do build up Yerushalayim. 
He gathers together the outcasts or the dispersed ones of Yashariel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He's going to get rid of our pain and our sorrows. We went to talk about how Yahuwah was going to do this. We went to Yasha Yahu or Isaiah chapter 11, and we read from there. We read um, also Tahalim or Psalms 102. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time has come. The appointed time will come where he will gather his children. Verse 16 says, when Yahuwah shall build of Zion, he shall appear in his extinct. There will be people from all nations that will come unto Yahuwah. They will come into the nation of Yahshua. They will be indeed in, in gathering. Okay. Now, who Yahuwah is going to use to bring the people in? Well, Look at Revelation chapter 14. Let's start there. Revelation 14. Here's what it says. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. So there will be a lamb. Revelation chapter 7, verse 4. Once again. You're going to read about the 144,000. And I heard the number of them, which were sealed. And there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Yashariel. Everybody else that's going to be gathered in at Mount Zion are going to be, they were Gentiles at one point. But they were proselytes. They were um, changed individuals who came into the nation. And accepted the culture of righteousness. Isaiah, Yashayahu, chapter 2. Let's look at this. Yashayahu, or Isaiah, chapter 2. Verse 2. The debarer, or the word that Yashayahu, Isaiah, the son of Amus saw concerning Yahudah in Yerushalayim. And it shall come to pass in the last days. You might want to highlight that. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of Yahuwah's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above all the hills. And listen, and all nations shall flow unto it. You see that right there, all nations, right? Verse 3, and many people shall go and say, you come and let us go up to the mountain of Yahuwah, to the house of the Elohim of Yahuwah, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the Torah. And the word of Yahuwah from Yerushalayim. Y'all see that? There it is. Now, wait a minute. The house of the Elohim of Yaku. 
We're going to dwell in a house. Where did you hear that at? Where Yahusha said it, remember, in Yahukahanan or John chapter 14. In my Ob's house, there are many mansions. And if it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. This is going to be happening here, not in heaven. Verse 4, I'm quite sure you heard this before. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. This is going to, that's going to be the thousand years of shalom, the millennium of peace. Okay, very, very uh, powerful revelation to understand. You read about the swords being into plowshares and the spears and the pruning hooks. You read that in another particular book from another prophet. Yep, remember, we got that from Joel, or Joel. He said the same thing. Uh, for cross-reference, for those of you who want to know where that is located, I believe it is in uh, Yoel or Joel. I believe that's in Chapter 2. Okay, so you go ahead and read that, and it will be right there. All right, brothers and sisters, so, so far, so good, right? Hallelujah. So we've seen, um, you know, this gathering of a people from all nations. If Yahuwah dwells in Mount Zion and the Lamb stands on Mount Zion, where is the connection with Yahuwah's people then? Let's look at the bottom. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. The bottom, Deuteronomy, chapter 32. All right. We should be there. Let's go to verse 8. So this thing about all nations being gathered into the nation of Yasharia, this is not new. The Christian teacher, oh, yeah, the Gentiles, they were able to come in through Jesus and I'm just quoting what they're saying, this was done, you know, through him before there was no Gentiles that was allowed. We didn't read that, now did we? We read that some people from Misraim, the mixed multitude, was in the wilderness with the nation of Yasharia too. Hmm. Plus, Yahuwah gave the invitation out to the stranger, the girl who wants to sojourn with you. They can partake of the Passover as well. They can escape as well, but they must have all the males of the household circumcised first before they can partake. That's the cutting of flesh. Before you go into the wilderness of Yahweh, you must die to self. You must be able to cut flesh off. That's the revelation to that. Deuteronomy chapter 32 
verse 8 says, when the Most High, and I'm going to read from another version. I'm going to uh, read from the scriptures, um, 1998 version. It says, when El Elyon divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of men, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Yashariel. Brothers and sisters, there it is right there. You read it right there for yourselves. He's going to divide to the nations their inheritance. I want y'all to be able to look at that one more time. He's going to give them their inheritance. When he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the people according to the number of the children of Yashariah. That's another version. Okay? Verse 9 says, For Yahuwah's portion is his people. Yacub is the lot of his inheritance. The Hebrew word is um, kabal. That's the inheritance, or he will bring together. Yakub is the gathering together of his inheritance. Is his possession. Hallelujah. So it still states that the inheritance. Through what tribe is this going to be done through? Well, you read in Barashit, or Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, the Baruchah, or the blessing, as people will use, when, Yash- uh, when Yashariah gave it to his sons before he died. He said in verse 10, the scepter shall not depart from Yahudah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and, and unto him, listen, shall the gathering of the people be. The lamb had to come through the seed or the bloodline of Yahudah, of Judah. That included Malek King David. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. You read that again in Numbers, chapter 24, chapter of uh, Numbers chapter 24, read verse 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not now. There shall come a star out of Yacoub, and a scepter shall rise out of Yashariel, and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Set. Here's more evidence that the Hamashiach is the one that's going to bring us back to the Father. We're going to, we have to go through him to get to the Father. The Father sent Yahusha so that the covenant can be reestablished, okay, because the nation broke it, okay? Not only can the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub can come back to Yahuwah, but also more importantly as well, the other nations or the Goyim, the Gentiles, now they can come in if they believe in who Yahusha HaMashiach is and who Yahuwah is and keep his Torah. 
as we read earlier in the book of Exodus, or the book of Shavuot, chapter 12. Okay. Psalms 78. Let's look at verse 68. No, go back a verse. Let's go to 67. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Yahusuf, or Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Yahudah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high places, uh, like high palaces, I'm sorry, like the earth which he had established forever. Listen, he chose Daoud, he chose David, his servant also, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the hues great with young, he brought him to Fiyakub, his people, and Yashariel, his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Let's go, since we are in Psalms, or Tahalim 78, go to chapter 2. You're going to read this in verse 8. Let's go back a verse. I love this. Go to verse 6. Tahalim Psalms chapter 2. Verse 6 says, Yet I have set my malek, my king, Upon my set upon mount or hill of Zion. You see that? Yahuwah selected a king, the lamb. This is nothing new if they say New Covenant or New Testament. No way. You read it here. He said his Melech, who he selected, like he chose Melech Daoud or King David. He also chose Yahusha to be the everlasting king. Upon my set-apart hill out of Zion, verse 7, I will declare the decree. Yahuwah has said unto me, you are my son. This day have I begotten you. Acts of me, and I shall give you the heathen for your inheritance. Hold it. The children of Abraham, Yisak and Yacoub, that's Yahuwah's inheritance. We read that earlier. Yahusha's inheritance is the nations. Read it. It's right there in verse 8. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. Verse 9. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. You're going to read that again in Revelation chapter 2, verse 27. That's the same thing that Yahuqahanan, the revelator, had heard through his teacher, Yahusha. Verse 27 of Revelation chapter 2 says, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received 
of my father. Let's go to verse 10 of Psalms chapter 2. We still we still at Tahalim 2. I just wanted to give you a cross reference. All right. Let's look at this key verse. Let's look at verse 9. Well, we already read 9. Let's go to verse 10. Please forgive me. Be wise now, therefore, O you malakim or kings, be instructed, you shepherdim or you judges of Haharet, the earth. Serve Yahuwah with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son unless he be angry and you perish from the way. Please understand what the direct or what the way is. The way is following the instructions. The Torah, that's the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, as sure are all they that put their trust in him. Happy are all they that put their trust in him. couple of more verses, and then we'll go ahead and uh, be dismissed. Since we are in Tahalim, since we are in Psalms, look at the 74th division, Tahalim 74, Psalms 74. O Elohim. Why do you forever reject us? Why does your displeasure smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation. You did purchase of old the tribe of your inheritance. You did redeem this Mount Zion where you have dwelt. There it is again. In the King James, you read this in verse 2. Remember your congregation which you have purchased of old. The rod of your inheritance, which you have redeemed, this Mount Zion, wherein you have dwelled. Remember your assembly. Remember your congregation that you have purchased the rod of your inheritance. Now, how do you know who are his children? We still in Tahalim, right? Uh, 74. Go to the 89th division. Let's go to Tahalim 89. We're going to go ahead and wrap today's lesson up. Go to verse 30. If his children forsake my Torah... And walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their unlawlessness with stripes. We use the term for iniquity, Torahlessness. So there's going to be a lot of people, especially those who are tied up in Christianity, they are going to be disappointed. Read 
This is why we can't say that Yahuwah got rid of his people and the covenant he made with his people. It says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my Kodush that I will not lie unto Deu. Do y'all see this? Everything that he said to Malek Deud or King David, he's going to do it. Through David, a seed will come and bring forth an everlasting domain or an everlasting kingdom. That's what he promised to him in the covenant between Yahuwah and Malek Deud or King David. Once I have sworn by my, my Kodush that I would, or my set of partners, that I will not lie unto Deu, his seed, listen, verse 36, his seed shall endure forever in his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the Yarak or as the moon and as a faithful witness in Shamaim. Salah, there was a praise break right there. Okay. See that? Very powerful. All right. We'll continue to talk tomorrow about how the nation of Yasharia was purchased and how those from many nations who are coming into the kingdom of righteousness and how they were purchased. Okay? Hallelujah. So we'll talk about the Gur. And the Zer and the Tushab and the different types of strangers on tomorrow. I was just setting a foundation so that you'll be able to see for yourselves Yahuwah have not forgotten his people. That's what Shu or the Apostle Paul as they call him, they was all he was also saying that as well. That Yahuwah has not forgotten his people. Read it. It's right there in Romans. Chapter 11, even in today, when we thought he has forgot us, he has not forgotten us. Romans 11, verse 1 says, I say then, has Elohim cast away his people? Elohim forbids. But I also am Yashariel, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Elohim has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Come on, people. There it is right there. Even after Yahusha died, was buried, resurrected, and ascended to sit at the right hand of Yahweh, he still have not forgot his people. And Shaul, I'm glad he did it. He showed us. He came from the bloodline of the nation of Yasharia. He came from the tribe of Benjamin. He has not forgotten this people. He did not use Yahusha or he did not use the Messiah to get rid of his people and to just bring in the church, as Christianity would teach. Okay? So we have set the foundation up. Let's see how Yahuwah is going to use Yahusha. To redeem his people. We're going to read that on tomorrow's show. 
even the children of Yashariel and the Gentiles, or we call them uh, the converts, the proselytes, how they were able to come in. So tune in on tomorrow, okay? We'll be on at our normally scheduled time, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. I just want to bring a lesson so that that way, this late, so that way you could be able to spend time with your uh, mishpaka, with your family, with the congregation, or even, you know, you just want to spend time alone and do some study, and then you get to listen to the show. If you like to listen to it again, once again, you can always go onto blogtalkradio.com. Uh, you can also Google up Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. There's many avenues to choose from. If you have any questions, comments, uh, you can always email your brother at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. Talkteachtestify at gmail.com. What that do for your brother, this has been another Talk, Teach, and Testify instruction. Please tune in tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you are on the West Coast, it will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be going over part three of The Stranger and the Sojourner in Nation Yashariel. That will be part three. This is our final season, and we hope that you have enjoyed all of the teachings that have came through in the name of Yahweh. Barak Ahaba Hashem. Yahuwah Eloha, Baruch be the name of our Heavenly Father, Yahuwah. Shalom and Shalom and Shabbat Shalom.